0: This episode of Attention to Detail is brought to you by our sponsors, Hop Hen Brewing and Valley Electrical Group. Oh look, we're as best prepared as we can be. Um, you know, We feel like we've built some momentum in the back half of the year. We feel like our game's built on really strong foundations and um, you know, the season starts again. Um, it's a new year, new, new, so not new year, it's a new season. Um, so we're looking forward to it. We think we're well-placed, but we're playing a formidable opponent in Collingwood who was sitting at the top of the ladder for a reason. So we're looking forward to that opportunity. But we'll have to play at our best. Hello and welcome to Attention to Detail, the podcast for D's fans, by these fans. We hold on for dear life aboard the roller coaster ride that is barricade for the Melbourne Football Club. My name is Tim Langley and I am joined each and every week by my co-host Simo. Mate, we are almost there. It is finals week. We've had the post home and away season by with the launch of the AFLW season, which is a fantastic spectacle. Great start for the AFLW Ds, which is amazing. But... Also, finals time. We're just a few days away from taking the G against, yeah, a really formidable Collingwood, and it's going to be an absolutely incredible night.
1: Yeah, oh, it's got, it's a pretty big way to start the final series, isn't it? And luckily for us, we get a home final, which is super to finish fourth and get that. So, yeah, we've, we've done that right, and hopefully, we're ready to go for Thursday night. Which, funny enough, it's pissing down here Monday, Monday at five seventeen. So. Yeah, it could be getting a bit of a wet week, so that's gonna be interesting come Thursday time. Um yeah, AFLW was amazing. Uh the third the third quarter from the D's ladies was was incredible, just the way they played it. Uh it was super quick, efficient. Um I thought was it, I think it was Brennan. 17 touches, three goals, and then only twenty one years old. I think she's a, a star of the future and you know, will compensate. Oh, what was an A? Or it's obviously Taylor Harris, but then we've also got another forward who is starting to starting to cause a bit of havoc. Quite tall, quite quick. Um, need to double check that name. But um I think it might be Junker or Joinker or something like that. But anyway, do, dominated and yeah, with with Daisy Pierce, like with the unknown with her going out, I think we're the club's in pretty good hands.
0: Yeah. Five goals I think in that third quarter as well too to kind of yeah really turn on the Jets after half time. So no awesome way to start the season and uh yeah. On to a great, a great start to defend the flag for the women this year. Uh, quickly, another news as well, too. So we've got Jake Leverson's an extension today. Super exciting. Another four years. He was already contracted until the end of 2024, so this takes him to the end of 2028. So awesome. He's only 27 years old. Like It feels like he's been at the club for, for such a long time. He probably feels like he's a lot older than that, too, so... For a wealth of experience, for a defender of his caliber and for everything that he brings to our club. You talked about his voice, but just his leadership and his organization of the troops back there. Yeah, he's such a massive asset to have. And yeah, well done for the club for bringing him, you know, spending the picks and getting him at such a young age. And yeah, he loves the club and we're stoked to have him for a few more years. Oh, man, how good is it knowing that he's only 20,
1: 27? That's, That's That's bonkers. You'd think he'd be at least 30 or around Mazie's age. That's <laughs> crazy. He's, he's probably more mature than Mazie, to be fair. Amazing. Amazing to see. And yeah, hopefully it's a, a big fire starter for, for what's to come, in particular this year and years to come. Yeah, uh, VFL footy, pretty disappointing way to finish the, the season. Uh, it, it's so bizarre that we can go from having, I think, 18 or 19 listed v, uh, AFL players. To North Melbourne six, and it was a complete backflip this week. I think we might have had seven, and then uh, the doggies had 18. And knowing the doggies finished up, you know, their side was pretty raring to go for the finals tilt. And unfortunately, ours yeah, took a backward step in terms of what we had on offering. And you know, our AFL listed players didn't really have big days. Uh, Roland Steele looked really good with his five goals and 14 touches, looked like to be a lone hand up forward. Uh, Motors Wakefield again, he had two goals and 13 touches. Seems to be a player that you know could be anything really in the future. And where that lies, I suppose it's a bit hard with you, know, likes of Spargo, Chandler, Cozzy, Nibbler, all these boys in, in relatively good form. might have Spargo, but anyway, uh, younger players like Jefferson, one kick. I mean, there's
0: I don't yeah. think he got on, the, I, like, must, like, I'm looking at that. That's mustn't have done. Must have been on the ground for very long. Surely not one kick for the entire game.
1: Yeah, or an injury. I might need to double check that. Beryl oh, yeah. had a chance to to continue to work on his craft at 12 touches, 12 hitouts. Uh, who else we have floating around? I think Taken Smith again. I mean, he's only had 15, but just it'll be cool to see where his footy will go in terms of if he's going to be redrafted as a rookie come season end. and... Yeah, who knows what's gonna happen in that space. Uh Jed Adams, quiet game eight touches. And our also uh, someone who we did forget on the re-signings was uh Kai Farris White, who uh, didn't have a touch, but uh category B rookie, I believe. But having another crack at it next year, which would be good to see.
0: Definitely, definitely. Oh well, on to uh on to the seniors and in what we know is gonna be well, we already know it's a sellout. You know They're expecting, forecasting around about 94,000, 95,000 at the G on Thursday night, and, and equally the same on Friday night, which is just incredible. Three games at the G this weekend coming, and yeah, finals fever. It's about to start, and yeah, the Ds get to kick it off against the Pies, and which has been talked about, you know, we haven't played the Pies in a final since 1989, elimination final. So, look, there's a lot of history between the two clubs, but It is such a massive chance for Melbourne to get a leg up and get a berth in the prelim, you know, getting the job done against Collingwood, who the commentary over the last probably month of footy has kind of not written them off, but they wouldn't have been, you know, they would have been almost embracing how much people have been saying, oh, you know, I'm not sure if Collingwood's quite there. And, you know, like they think that everyone's almost written them off, which is kind of enough to lot the fire under them and you, you can't underestimate them at all so it, it's going to be it's going to be massive but like for us we just want to bloody beat them it's it'll be yeah it, and you mentioned before like the path for us to get to the grand final if starts with a big win on Thursday is yeah it's a huge advantage
1: massive advantage and to to know that again we'll have a home final potentially against an interstate, interstate club which would be I mean, it didn't really work for us last year, but I think we're much better placed this year. And I think I think we're starting to hit our traps at the right time. And it just feels it, it's just got a bit of a slightly different feel than last year. I was, I, I think fans were a bit, you know, or we at the two games last year, it just didn't feel like the noise was there. But I feel like the the vibe and the what's going on this year is a little bit different. And I think I think this is yeah. I mean, it's anyone's game, but it's also yeah, us at our best, I think, is better than anyone, and I, yeah, I can't wait to sink my teeth into it. And to, unfortunately, watching it from the TV screen on Thursday night, but with footy finals and
0: everything happening, but you'll be lucky enough to be there where you sitting, mate. Uh, towards the bottom of level four, I think. So I think, I don't, look, I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, it was an I managed to snag a reserve seat, so I don't have to sort of stress about getting in there and lining up uh, straight after work, so. Doesn't matter where I sit, you know. It'd just be great to be part of the atmosphere, and as you said, it's going to be bloody loud. And and D supporters need to make sure they make their voices heard against what we know is going to be a very raucous Magpie Army.
1: Correct. Yeah, we we'll essentially. I think we owe these blokes. Uh, and pretty crazy stats to know that we haven't played them in a final for what over thirty years. That's 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 bonkers to think about how old our, both clubs are, but. Look, mate, it's it's Segway. It's Segway time. Let's launch into it for the week.
0: Let's do it. So one week at a time, mate. This is your you. Uh yeah. Let's let's go through it. Where where are we starting? All right, mate. Well, that time of the week. That intro was missed.
1: That time of the week, one week at a time. <laughs> it's... I
0: don't know where you're going with that.
1: No, nah, that's all right, mate. It's it's fine. Huh? <laughs> Look, seven twenty Thursday night. Obviously, we know where it is. We know who we're versing. But I thought it'd be cool to riddle off some stats that really went in our favour last time against them. I mean, there was a fair bit of you know a fair bit of chitter chatter about Collingwood being unwell and under the weather. But nah, get get stuff. That was that was just us playing better footy than them. I think our contest game, our our will to tackle and put pressure on was second to none. And I think this is probably our best defensive game of the year. And hopefully, it does transfer. Um, and translate to that happening again. Uh, but last time we played them, had way more scoring shots, finished with 8-18, eight to 9-8. So it took the four-point win, but 26 shots and got a 17. They have nine more. Thought was a huge effort. Uh, Frida bobbed up, kicked three, 10 more inside 50s, 19 more contested ball, four more clearances, took the reins and inside 50 marks, 15-8, and won the inside 50 tackles, 17-4, which I think is the glaring stat for me. And I think if we're able to lock the ball into our forward half and continue that yardage battle, I think that's going to go a long way for us winning.
0: That's exactly right. And I know we can't read in too much into the last time we played them because both teams have played a lot of footy since then. They both would have learnt a lot of things about facing off against each other during that time. But... You run, when you were just rattling off those stats there and I still remember watching that game on my deck uh, on the Monday afternoon and how stressful it was and the final margin certainly doesn't depict how much we absolutely clobbered them and like that last quarter you're looking we kicked two goals seven and really should have been outright winners by about four or five goals in the end. It, it was a considerable win. We snapped their eight game winning streak at that point and it was yeah, the perfect way to head into the bye for us but Look, you talked about just before about our placement compared to 2022, and we spoke at large, you know, last week about the way that we went about the Sydney game and how we're well prepared, how we think that we're hitting our hitting our straps, playing our best footy at this right time, and I think our players are probably feeling a little bit fresher than what they did last year. So honestly, there's no excuses in terms of not being as well placed as what we could, bar a couple of injuries with Melksham. And, uh, and with Frida sort of being, you know, a little bit watch this space. But no, look, it's you look at our last hit out against them, you've got to take confidence within that. We took it to the top team and, yeah, we absolutely, we were, you know, convincing against them. We were able to negate their strengths and, you know, whilst we couldn't get a huge advantage on the scoreboard, if you'd watch that game from the eye test, you would say that Melbourne was out and out the uh, the better side by by a fair distance.
1: Yeah, hundred percent agree. And it was pretty interesting watching with a fellow Collingwood supporter or a friend Collingwood Supporter come over and watch, it. and yeah, she was getting pretty frustrated knowing that the way we were playing was just yeah, really constricting them and it'd be interesting to see the stat with the with the time and forward half because we own that stat and a little bit concerning knowing that. The margin was only four points. I think they kicked a couple late, and I was like, oh, no, surely not. I mean, the, the way of Collingwood, they're just never really out of it, and you just can never take your foot off the pedal. And, and well, I think it would be cool to talk about you know, some of the players that did shine and where they need to step up again. I mean, Viney's game last time around with 32 touches, 11 tackles, and goal, he was it was amazing. And that's it was probably his best game of the season. I mean, it's pretty hard considering of how – consistent viney he's been and it's probably been something that has kind of lacked in his in his game but his, his ability to be such a damaging two-way player now is is amazing to see and hopefully that continues I thought it Christian Salem was super in this game with 24 touches and 10 marks I think he really set us up across halfback and knowing that he only had eight touches in the last game I think he's he's hopefully prepping and priming for a bit of a bounce back game one thing we'll really touch on, which is a really interesting one, was probably Adam Tomlinson playing his best game and knowing who who's going to be that player to play that Adam Tomlinson role when, when we played against Collingwood last time because yeah, I thought his ability to, to free up Lever and May was, was super and he, he played a really good game himself. So we'll talk about that in the matchups and who's going to come in soon. But, yeah, what are your thoughts? What are your takes? What, what's your take on yeah, a few of the players that really performed last time?
0: Well, I I probably almost think about the players that weren't there, and you're looking at Clayton Oliver, who we're still yet to see him sort of get back to his best footy. He did not play that game as well too, so you know he was only a couple of weeks fresh out of out of his injury from that. So look, it'll be great to see him on Thursday night against against the Roaring uh, Magpies outfit. Look, you know Stephen May was really commanding on that day and it's probably something we haven't really seen him do since the St Kilda game where he was virtually playing unopposed when King went down you'd love to see him sort of get back and like how important he is for our finals our finals you know success and expectations making sure that he gets back onto it but you're right it will come down to the selection about Who's playing in that defensive defensive structure, and, and who they decide to roll the dice with, if it's a Tomlinson or do they stick with Turner? But we know that somebody has to play that role, or is it a Joel Smith who goes back to play back there? Uh, I don't know, sort of think about too much about that. I'm probably looking more so. Collingwood played a pretty shit house Essendon on their last game of the home away season. Somebody that I think we still have to keep an eye on. Is Jack Innerman who has come into the side and starting to do a little bit. Now, wasn't playing against a lot, but has been able to hit the scoreboard and dish off a few goal assists, have the score involvements. He is that sort of player that probably can have an impact at finals footy and can ignite the crowd. So we have to make sure that, yeah, there's there's that accountability for him as well, too. And I know I look down also to Brody Mychek as well, somebody that at times in the past against us has, has been able to give us a bit of trouble, but you think that probably may uh, gets the match up on him or if he's, or if he's lining up on, uh, on McStay or if even Mason Cox is is resting down the low down forward as well.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I think
0: they're mosquito fleet of, yeah. Ginevan,
1: Bobby Hill, uh, what's called McCreary. I think they're, yeah, they're pesty. They're, they're, they're a handful. Uh, I think they put, apply a lot of pressure. And I suppose that's why Salem's going to be such a such an in, important player for us because, yeah, he didn't absorb that frontal pressure but still find a mark. I think his ability to do that is second to none. And if he's able to get back to his more close to all Australian form from two years ago, I think he will set us up super and able to slingshot the ball. I think other players that are really about to – uh, more so with Dakos I think Jack Crisp has been playing. In, he's in pretty good touch. I think Tom Mitchell's got the ability to to be one that's going to get under our skin, which will you know take away Petrarca and Oliver's of his inside game and potentially Vines. I think he's probably one that's been building for finals footy and along with penals as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. Jordan Ngoi, again is is that kind of absolute you know weapon that can be inside, be damaging up forward. Yeah, you, know, you don't mention him quite as in the same breath as Christian Petrarca, but he does have that skill set to be able to play forward and centre and still have, yeah, a really crucial impact on on a side and be able to damage you all over the ground, which I think is certainly something that you know you need to have a plan in place for. You touched on Salo as well too, and thinking back to our small defender, sorry, just to go back a second. I also think that from the selection panel, you have to look at Michael Hibbert as well and his experience mm. mm-hmm. uh, for somebody who comes in, which which unfortunately means, I don't see Judd McVie going out, but is it somebody like a Bowser or potentially somebody who potentially has had a couple of off weeks, like quite early weeks, and just the wealth of experience that Pig has playing on dangerous small forwards, like a Jamie Elliott, uh, like a Jack Newman, like a Bobby Hill, He's somebody that you can count on, and I wouldn't be surprised if they if they potentially bring him in uh, against a side that that has a lot of, uh, as you said, mosquito, small forwards that, that can um, pile on goals and, and give trouble to tall defenders. Yeah, and that's two players that I haven't even spoken about yet, which
1: you've brought up yourself, but degoey and Elliot didn't play in this game, and... Yeah, they're pretty big players in there in what they do. And Jamie Elliott's your, your multiple goal kicker, and Dugoue has more been playing more midfield. So I just think his explosive power at the stoppage is really, really difficult to to negate. Um, I think Daco- uh, Josh Dacos is another one on the wing, which I think we played pretty well on him last time, kept him to seventeen. But not having his brother there will help as well. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a ripping game, and I think. I think we're just going to stick to the way, like we want to play the way we want. I mean, there's a lot, a few players that will have to play shutdown roles on these small forwards. Otherwise, they can get off the off the chain pretty quickly. And yeah, players like Michael Hibbert is is purely locked down. I mean, last time I'm just looking at the stats before he had five touches against Collingwood last time. So, but be- beautiful play in terms of intercepting or intercept spoiling and just dropping off to try and get in front. I thought he was doing a super job in that regard.
0: Yeah, and you do have to think about the way that Collingwood score and their ability to transition the ball from turnover is, yeah, super damaging. And I think that was... We were able to really block off the corridor, make them push it really wide if they tried to move the ball. And, and we were probably the first team this season to really make them look second rate in ball movement. Whereas we know that they haven't had to have a lot of the ball to score quickly. They were very efficient with <laughs> their inside 50s. They can be someone that does punish you off turnover. So Melbourne have to really make sure they're taking care of the ball, um, blocking off the corridor. And yeah, you have to be really wary of those four half turnovers and that slingshot footy that they have really, you know, made into the backbone of their, of their game and allowing players to run on and get out the back and, You've watched them do it to teams throughout this season, and even though they've had a quite a few weeks, uh, they can still turn it on. And, and yeah, it doesn't take them much to to kick your score. No, it doesn't. And
1: it, it's they're, they're 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 a piece of crap. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know. That, I, that's all I can really think of them because I mean, you can just go through the you know the squad. I'm just like, yeah, I just don't really like, just don't really like them. I think the only thing I really like about Collingwood is Scotty Penelbury and then everything else just just rub their nose in the dirt it would be great. Um, yeah, I can't wait for for the the spectacle. I mean, I'm spewing. I'm not there because, to be fair, I probably would get in a fight. So it's probably, probably good that I'm not there <laughs> just because of past history. But yeah, my, yeah right. uh, Mason Cox with a wiper blade incident. But anyway, yeah, I don't not know.
0: <laughs> Changes, predictions, teams. uh, yeah, let's go, let's right, go. team yeah. selection.
1: Yeah, I think well, obviously, Melcham's one that we need to to replace, and it's going to be hard with wet weather. But I, to be fair, I think Bailey Laurie he, he makes a serious selection case because he, he showed a bit of you know, a bit of poise. He showed a bit of a bit of zip, you know, a bit of speed. Didn't do anything. Didn't do anything for uh, in, in terms of selection. Yeah, didn't do anything wrong. I thought he he gave us something. I think he might have had nine touches, but yeah, just was able to have an impact is probably the biggest thing as a sub point of view. And I kinda I kinda do you know why it's it's probably you're probably thinking leaning towards a Tom McDonald or you know, Brady Grundy against his old side would be pretty interesting. But I'm probably more leaning towards Tom McDonald knowing that what he did in the VFL kicking five, I thought he's probably the the right man and then probably bring a small in as a sub I reckon's the right way to go about it. I think Disco Turno probably deserves another game. I thought he was pretty solid across the day and I mean, if, if we have the right matchup for we can go with it. Otherwise, yeah, going with a bit of a smaller look could be a, a way to go. I think having a defensive forward, obviously with Malksham's role as um, as that, probably a Joel Smith to go to Darcy Moore is probably something we need to look at in terms of uh, stopping their rebound because I believe he will be back from a hamstring.
0: So if you look at that and think with Joel Smith going forward, does that not does that not negate any other changes to the forward line, then. So, like you, you, Tom McDonald, that doesn't really leave a spot in the forward line. I would say for him to come in. So it'll be his his experience, like he's you know a great runner, gets up the ground a little bit, but you're not asking him to play that defensive forward role. It's he could. Know, I think it,
1: he, I reckon he could. I mean, he's he's been a pretty decent aerobic player for most yeah. of his career. To be fair, it could work. I mean, who knows what we could be trying in terms of yeah Joel Smith or Tom McDonald, but definitely he'd be able to negate. And I think he negated pretty well across the final series back in twenty twenty one. Didn't have a whole lot of the footy, but at times he yeah he was quite good. At yeah. That okay. Well.
0: So all right. Well, let's say Tom McDonald comes in for for Jake Melksham. So that's one that's one straight swap there. And look, the only other thing is what I was just mentioning before is do they yeah. opt for experience? Down back. Do they, do they go pig potentially for the sub, but then, yeah, Laurie pot-
1: potentially out? I mean, it's a hard one.
0: Well, Laurie, I guess Laurie being the sub then, and like, yeah, Laurie being the sub last game, I don't know. Look, again, as you said, he, he probably played his best game in the red and blue for the three quarters he was on there. I reckon he, he looked at most comfortable than what he's looked in the past in his last co- say, couple Lurie. of years. Did you say Baylor Yeah,
1: sorry. Well, Laurie came in, didn't he come in in the third quarter? For Malkisham, sorry. Oh, sorry. But yeah, for Malkisham, it was in the third quarter.
0: It was in the sub, sorry. But yeah, I just think that the time that he spent on the ground was probably the most comfortable and the things that we've oh, seen 100%. him do compared to what we've done. I don't know if it warrants him enough to, to get a spot on the side. I still don't know if I'd warrant it as a finals uh, sub. I think that as you said, maybe it is somebody somebody that we have waiting in the wings, even like a Tomlinson or something like that, who who could be thrown uh, either or or gives that flexibility as well to have we have somebody go down on either end. So, look, yeah, I don't know. What, what yeah, do you think? Probably the last
1: thing I want to touch on before changes. I mean, yeah, it could be either one of what we've said, but then also do we go pick Ibid for D- Disco Turner and go with the smaller, smaller back line potentially yeah. to... To negate what they do, who knows? We'll wait and see for Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, that's it. Well, that is changes, isn't it? We've just rolled through that. <laughs> yeah, <probably>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So predictions. Well, let's just talk about like things that we need to do win the game. Obviously, kick more points than them. But yeah, I think it's really got to It's got to start getting energy, on top of it. Energy game. in contest, mate. Energy yeah. in
1: contest is yeah the way we go about it. And I think if we're able to do that for four quarters, we get the job done.
0: Is, I think Stop Darcy
1: Moore Wait, as well, line. too. Stop Darcy Moore. Stop Darcy Moore, and I think Josh Dacos as well. I think Dacos is one of their prime movers in terms of their ball moving and kicking scores. Yeah, so. And Crisp.
0: <laughs> That's it.
1: Fucking kills um, us every
0: time. Don't worry. Next week, hopefully, we're talking about prelim prelim final against, uh yeah, somebody waiting in the wings who will be playing the following week. But no, it's going to be huge. I, I can't wait. It's uh look I was saying I sort of wasn't really thinking about it too much over the weekend. and everything was busy with Father's Day and all those sorts of things around, but oh, it's uh it's gonna come around very quickly and it'll be very, very interesting to see what the team selection is come Wednesday night. So big game. This is it. This is this is what we play for, mate. This is uh this is so season two four nine. Yeah, it and is. uh yeah, we start again and and yeah. Honestly, I know we talked a lot about the last game against them, but it, it doesn't mean shit if we if we don't get you know if we don't execute and do the do the job. That's true.
1: That's true. All right. Well, let's wrap it up and we'll we'll gear ourselves for Wednesday night, hey? Eh? Because oh well, Thursday
0: night and Wednesday night because selection is going to be big. It is. It is. But. All right. Well, a nice quick sharp one there. Uh, make sure that if you haven't listened, we did our season review last week, a big bumper episode last week. So if you haven't had a listen, make sure you go back over that and, and have a listen to our thoughts on the season. There's a lot of chat about, yeah, coaching flexibility and what we've loved about our young players. So definitely check that out. Big thanks to our sponsors, In Brewing and Valley Electrical Group. Don't forget you can find our pod on all your favorite platforms. Simo, thanks again, mate exciting times I'm sorry you can't be there, but you've got your own finals to worry about as well too so it's uh yeah very much very that's... much a worthy worthy excuse don't worry no that's all right September time's
1: <laughs> going to be pretty awesome this year, and hopefully we go a double that'll be uh, I'm lucky i am lucky I've got the holidays to celebrate if that happens oh, yeah. oh i'm wow. just
0: i've been I've been thinking about if i'd I'd have to take like probably a Monday off or something which is going to be rough because the first first day back uh is the Monday after the medical final certificate. Weekend. Yeah, Call it she up. Does. <laughs> but most importantly, final times, baby. Go the G's. Fuck the boss. <laughs>